Join spiritual feminist and empowerment coach Joni Advent Maher for Trust Your Sacred Feminine Flow. Listen in for intimate conversations about money, transformation, and feminine sovereignty. And now, your host, Joni Advent Maher. Welcome to Trust Your Sacred Feminine Flow. I'm your host, Joni Advent Maher, mystic, spiritual midwife, and a transformational guide. And today, I have a very special episode for you. I'm welcoming Kira Polson and Mona Rose Moore, the hosts of the brand new Navigating Truth podcast. Welcome, ladies. Thank, Thank you. you. <laughs> Such an honor to be here. Mm-hmm. Super grateful. Yes, I'm so delighted to have you. So I'm just going to share a few words about the gift of Kira and Mona Rose and what they bring. So both Kira and Mona Rose are seekers of light and truth, and they have walked the path of breaking familial and religious belief systems on their journey of seeking truth. This path has been full of pain, grief, and at times deeply isolating. And yet it has been one of awakening and powerful spiritual conversion. Mona began her journey of navigating truth while living in Singapore as a teacher of Islam. And while at the same time across the world in Arizona, Kira was finding her own path as her experiences as a Mormon began to crumble. Seven years later, Mona and Kira met in Sedona, Arizona, in the most divine of meetings. It was in their connection of what it felt like to have their belief systems break and the beauty of finding God on their own that brought forward this desire to create a safe place for others as they too navigate their path of truth. Both Kira and Mona have a deep love for God, the divine and all things spiritual. Their hope is that when people find and feel their belief systems shattering, they don't walk away from God. Instead, they find themselves in God in their own way. Oh, that is so powerful and potent. Mm, yeah. Yeah, and the piece that, that really touches me is, um, you know, is that final statement, is that feeling the belief system shattering that we don't throw away the sacred or God, but instead find it in ourselves. Mm-hmm. And, and that is that is huge, and it is the invitation. So that's what I wanted to share with you, my dear listeners, the power and the potency of this. Mm-hmm. So Kira and Mona Rose, I, I just want to open it up 
to the two of you and to perhaps you want to tell us a little bit more about how Navigating Truth, the podcast, came into being. Mm. Well, I just have to say, listening to those words that we wrote uh, has brought me to tears. Like the reality of this path that we are starting to walk and uh, how deeply grateful I am to be able to be a part of this with Mona, like so much gratitude. Mm. Yeah, the feeling is definitely mutual, Kira. I felt moved too. And Joni, you have the most <laughs> amazing way of reading the, the bio, the introduction. It's just mm. so beautiful to be able to hear it being read like that. Mm. And uh, I feel honored. I feel grateful. I feel blessed. This is such a gift. And as far as um, your question was how we got to this place of creating a podcast together. Yes. Was that your question? Yes. Mm-hmm. Or if there's something else that needs to be said before that, then, then certainly. Mm-hmm. But it's, it seems to me that the podcast is, is an invitation. You know, it's an invitation to others to... Uh, to the liberation that the two of you are are living or or moving towards or creating and I, that's that's my sense hmm. well i would say for me this is this has been a big part of my life that i've just kept hidden mm-hmm. um this has been a really long journey for me and one that i have just there's been so much shame in Mm -hmm. feeling like my belief systems that I just deeply, deeply loved my religion that I so deeply loved having that break was Mm. so shaming for me that I just really held this in tight. I had no intention of ever sharing my experience. Mm. (laughs) Like this was never on my vision board. This was never (laughs) on my to-do list. Right. Like, Mm -hmm. um, but, uh, but the way that me and Mona met, the moment in which like the divine held that space for our meeting, it it was literally one of the most spiritual divine moments that have happened in my life. And I couldn't deny that there was a call to move into, that there was Mm. a space that we were to go and Mm. spread this work, whatever this work is, (laughs) right? Like whatever this is. Uh, How do you feel, Mona? Yeah, um, similar, you know, for me, it's, it's just like Kira, it wasn't an intention, it wasn't even a plan or a goal to share and to come out like this. Um, but in 2016, was it that I wrote the blog post, and I came out that was due to the feeling of, of not wanting to keep it inside any longer, just because I myself personally felt trapped. Like I felt like I couldn't be myself because for me, growing up as a Muslim woman, I have had to show myself physically as a Muslim woman Mm. to stop being that. It meant I have to 
physically, you know, physically I'm different. Like I'm not covering my hair up anymore. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. the fear of, I was in Singapore at that time. I was a teacher of Islam. And so the fear of bumping into people when they see me, uh, the fear of people finding out, it, it just, it eats me up inside. It ate me up inside. Right. So for me at that point, like I had to keep it a secret for five years until I eventually felt like, you know, I just can't do this anymore. I have to be who I am, you know? And for me at that time, I felt the right thing to do was to just publish a blog post and tell all of my hundreds of students about it. Mm -hmm. And I did. Right. And, um, I thought it would end there, like I will, mm. and then that's it. Yes. And if people want to join me in this journey of finding God, of finding the divine, of 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 creating your personal path to the divine, then come with me. If not, then it's fine, right? Um. So a lot of things happened, right? All the, all the um criticism, all the threats, all the um, negative waves that happened, it, it led me to shrink. It led me to hide myself. And I picked a, a path that felt safer for me, right? So it's not to share the story anymore. I'm done. I came out. So it's fine. So I'm just going to move on with life. And until I met Kira. until i met kira so there there were a few things in between so uh, between when i came out and before i met kira you know i was with women speak um i shared my story on stage and again i thought okay that was it okay so i've shared my piece i've shared my story and that's it then i met kira (laughs) (laughs) and then all the paths changed (laughs) yeah and then all the paths changed and it's so and it feels so right you know it feels like oh maybe this is what i've been waiting for Mm. for this woman to appear in my life and to do this together with her wow because it's stronger together Yes, yes. And and I would imagine that even coming from different faith backgrounds, that that somehow strengthens it even more. It's so powerful because my background growing up Mormon and her background growing up Muslim are almost identical. And so find wow. ourselves in each other's paths. And, and that has been one of the deepest healing aspects is like, oh my gosh, what if we're just all the same? Mm-hmm. You know? Well, I was so struck both in, in reading the bio and in listening to the two of you that, and this is what has been true for me and maybe for you as well, that that our orientation or relationship with the divine is so like intimately tied with our sense of self or with Mm -hmm. our beingness of who we are. Um, And to have that break down or shatter, as you said, is, is so foundationally shaking. And has, has that been true? Yes. Yes, Yes. very much. Uh, Yeah. When for me, when, 
when I felt the holes start to show up in my belief system and my religion, it was like, all of a sudden it was like this really, really sturdy wall and like this very sturdy ground that Mm -hmm. no matter what was going on in my life, I knew that ground would hold me. I knew that wall was there to keep me safe. And then all of a sudden it was like bricks just started falling out of the wall and of the floor. And it was like, oh no, oh no, this was the this was the thing that was going to solve all of my problems. This was the thing that I could always wow. turn to. And that was like the deepest, most frightening experience I've had because it was like, oh no, I've lost, I've lost my, my thing that's holding me. Like I've lost mm-hmm. the support system. Mm-hmm. And that's like God broke for me at the same time. Mm-hmm. So that allowed me to then go, well, then I've got to go find God. Like I have to find who God is for me mm-hmm. inside of me. Mm. Wow. I just got chills. It's very, it's very similar for me too. Um, for me, um, what I remember vividly is tears, you know, me crying every single night because of the fear, because of the potential loss of purpose Mm. because God was my purpose. Like everything I did back then was for God, right? Mm. Like everything, literally every single thing I did was for God. It's for the hereafter. Mm -hmm. It's for that, right? And so when that's, I could feel like it's going to go away. Um, And so I couldn't stop crying. I couldn't stop really thinking about then what? then what, then what, right? And then um, when I was crying, I also remember asking God, like, what is going on? Like, why are you putting me on this path? (laughs) Seriously. (laughs) Yeah, seriously. And then the fear, like, I had so much fear, Mm. so much fear. I remember praying, 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 asking, like, how do I overcome? How do I overcome? Help me overcome this fear, you know, and Mm. it's it's a real thing. And yeah, you know, the guilt, the shame, the pain, the isolation that I felt, it's all, it was all real. Mm-hmm. And it, I think it's, it's real for every single person who has gone through this journey. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. And what, what would you say is different now? Maybe everything's different now. I don't know, but I would say more, not externally in your life, but more from that internal state of relating to the divine or the sacred or. Hmm. Um, Okay, I'll go first. For me, it feels much more expansive now, expansive, Hmm. you know, it's like, there's a sense of freedom, there's a sense of liberation, there's a sense of knowing exactly what I need to do to get close to God. Mm. Knowing exactly what needs to be said, what needs to be done to get that connection, to be in that connection. And it's always a joy, you know, before, before there was a mix of joy, peace, um, bliss and 
fear, guilt, shame mm-hmm. before, right? Now it's mainly the first part. It's mainly no more fear, no more shame, no more guilt in, in mm-hmm. wanting to connect to, to, to connect to God. There's no fear or guilt when I missed a certain prayer. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a big difference. So the shoulds or the, it was a, it sounds like the prescribed way of expectation of how you would get close to God was dictated by something or someone outside of you. Correct. And it's been like, it's, and it's, it's, it was so deeply embedded in my being, in my system mm-hmm. um, that I could feel the difference now. Like, for example, today you can ask me to pray five times a day as a Muslim, and I can do that. Mm-hmm. I would love to do that. I can do that. In fact, sometimes I still do. Mm. But at the same time, there's no the 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 system that was embedded in me that kind of, that fear that shame that guilt is no longer there like i'm free to want to do that mm. or not mm-hmm. you know and i choose different ways of connecting with god i dance i write i meditate i reflect i gaze at the stars i gaze at the moon all different kinds of ways and it's just very different it's very different from how it used to be mm. <laughs> Mm, that's so beautiful, Mona. I feel very similar in the um, in the word the freedom, like mm. the freedom of uh, how I worship. So mm. I was always very devout in my scripture reading and in my prayer, like my prayers. I was very, very devout in doing all of um, the checklist. Like mm-hmm. this is what I have to do to be good, and this is what I have to do for God to see me or to be worthy. I don't really know what was really there, but it was like in me from a very, very, very young age. And um, now it's like this fluidness, like Mm -hmm. my, like my sacred time in the morning. It's like, God, what do I do this morning? Like, Mm -hmm. what do I do in this sacred, holy place? What is the, what are the things that I need to be doing today to like wake up my soul, to hear you, to be a Mm. vessel. And all of a sudden it's like life just became so many more dimensions. And Mm. I have this partnership Mm. with the divine, like where I'm led, I'm guided, I'm directed. And it's because I get to show up with no walls between me and the divine. Mm. Yes. Mm. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There are no boundaries anymore, right? Mm-hmm. There's, there are no boundaries to the ways we can connect to God and the divine. Yeah. It's so beautiful. It, the words were coming in for me, like a, it sounds like a living prayer. Mm-hmm. Like your life had become, is, has become a living prayer as opposed to, um, yeah, some. Yeah, I feel that. Prayers. That's like yeah. the perfect those are the perfect words for me. That's what it feels like. It's like Mm. all the day, all the time, Mm -hmm. God is speaking through signs, through, through, Mm -hmm. through ways, through messages. It's like, Oh, this is now a full blown experience instead of you can go to this place to receive. Now it's like, you can just always receive. Yeah. So that direct, I would use the word communion, like yeah. having a direct communion with your 
source. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. And I, I'm inclined to ask, so both of you are women and how, <laughs> I mean, I, I'm a woman, we're talking to women, but mm-hmm. I, I guess I just wonder how you see that factoring in to this process for you, for the the shattering of the beliefs, the liberation, your previous experience as being women of faith and now being spiritual women? Hmm. I, I guess I'll, I'll speak to, um, you know, I'm, I'm not really like, uh, I don't fight in the church. I don't actually have a lot of anger. There's a lot of people who are like, oh, the women should have the priesthood. Mm-hmm. That just like never really bothered me, you know, mm-hmm. like it wasn't a real mm-hmm. thing for me. Um, but where I do feel a shift is I have five children. Mm-hmm. And in um, my faith, it's like the husband is like the spiritual leader, mm-hmm. but I have always felt like the spirit, like a spiritual leader. And I kind of shied back a little bit, but now it's like, no, I can feel that I am a, a massive spiritual leader in my home. And mm-hmm. my husband has so been with me on that, right? Like mm-hmm. that's not been anything um, massively different, except that inside I've allowed myself like, ah, oh, mm. I am a huge leader in this. And, and I want to just like, say, like, I don't feel like a lot of the things I have that I've struggled with are actual truth and doctrines that the church puts out. Mm-hmm. I think it was just my own glasses of how I viewed it. Mm. Right. Like mm-hmm. the, they teach you like, you're both leaders, you're both spiritual leaders, but I didn't feel that until I let myself mm. kind of have the space, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Mm. Wow. Yeah, I think it's so similar too for me, for myself. It's, I was a spiritual teacher and I was leading Muslim women. I was leading prayers. I was leading rituals. I was leading it all. And I truly believed that as a woman, uh, a Muslim woman at that time, I wasn't being oppressed. I wasn't being, I wasn't a second class citizen. You know, I believe that I was leading the Mm -hmm. movement, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Um, That's my personal experience. There are a lot of other different experiences, um, uh, that the other Muslim women experience in their lifetime, right? But for me, I did not feel that way. Um, what happened for me? Wow, I felt, I felt as the transformation happened. I felt more in touch with my femininity. Mm. Interesting. I felt more in touch with my body, I felt more in touch with my soul, with my heart, with my sensuality. Mm. I have not felt that at all when I was a spiritual leader, spiritual Mm -hmm. teacher of Islam, right? I did not feel that femininity. I was, of course, there's there's the feminine aspects of myself that I know is feminine, but when the transformation happened, it's a a long process, right? Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. It's a long process. And so 
Oh, for me, the, the, it was a very, that's a very good question, Joni, that you asked, because I never really thought about it. You know, I never really, yeah, it's just a really, really good question that I think I will be journaling about more mm. extensively after this. But mm-hmm. what came out right now, what was coming up right now is that like, I felt more in touch with my femininity, more in touch with the divine feminine. Mm. The mm-hmm. idea of a divine feminine never existed in my life mm. um, as it has now. Mm-hmm. And I would say that's the same for me. Like, um, you know, I grew up believing that there was a heavenly mother, mm. but but there was this belief system that comes from, I don't know, generations that say, mm-hmm. you know, she's too holy, so we don't talk about her or learn about her. Mm. But... Wow. Um, but then I was blessed to have a vision of her two and a half years ago. And wow, that changed the cells in my body to like know that there was a divine mother who like knew me, saw me, loved me and could hold me. Wow. And that, I mean, like, Oh my gosh, that rocked my world. It was like the peace that had been missing my whole life was to know that there was this divine mother who I could talk to and have access to. Mm. Wow. Yeah, that, that'll change your view on things. Right. <laughs> that'll shake things up a bit. Right. <laughs> yeah, wow. Wow. So... Mm. So, so tell me and tell us about the podcast. What, what can listeners expect or what, <laughs> what will you be sharing in these episodes? I was laughing because <laughs> I immediately thought like, we don't even know what to expect. <laughs> right? In a way, in a way, we are really surrendering it. Mm. Uh, to unfold organically. Mm-hmm. But what we do know is it is a, it is there as hope. Mm. It is there as um, a place where women or men can feel that they're not alone. It's a place where both Kira and I can have fun and share our experiences <laughs> and share with listeners whatever comes up, you know, we are surrendering to the path yes. organically. Yes. Maybe Kira, you have something else to add there. Um, well, I think that there's something really magical about uh, our podcast. So before we, we started this podcast, you know, we had met once in Sedona. It was like mm-hmm. this deep soul work that called us forward. We'd talked on the phone maybe to maybe three times in six Mm -hmm. months. So we actually didn't know each other, um, but we knew that this podcast needed to be born. And so uh, here we were pretty much strangers. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm in Arizona. She's in DC meeting over our mics and (laughs) pray before we Mm. record. And so I pray in my, um, my spiritual way that I've been Mm -hmm. raised in and she prays in her beautiful way. And it's like, there is a gathering 
that occurs when mm. we connect mm. and there's like this powerful healing mm. process mm-hmm. that happens as she tells her story and I tell my story. And as we then see whatever else God wants us to do, like it's, yes. it's like every week we come uh, to the altar with our, our hands up and ask like, God, what, mm. what must be done today kind of experience. Mm. Mm-hmm. So it's it sounds like the podcast is another form of the living prayer. It's yeah. mm. oh, living... so beautiful. That <laughs> <laughs> <It> is. <laughs> wow. Yep. And I know that the podcast is available on Apple and Stitcher and Spotify. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. And we're recording this before it actually goes live, but by the time this episode is live uh so will your podcast yeah so. it'll yes. be everywhere mm-hmm. yes wow so it's, it's still gestating a little bit hasn't fully been born yet but. we're like on the ninth month right to go, two weeks to go this is like your baby shower yeah. <laughs> we're like because uh, i've birthed so many actual babies um, it's always like that very end where you're like oh my gosh i just want it to be born because my body can't hold anymore but then like oh my gosh, I'm so scared. And right, so it's like the exact right. same energy right now. Like I'm like, oh my gosh, let's just publish this. And then like, let's run really fast. <laughs> <laughs> like, <don't look> back. <laughs> but I'm also like so excited to see uh, what's going to happen. You know? Yeah. Same, same. Yeah. And I know that you also will be on Instagram. So if people wanted to kind of connect with you, find a way to actually connect with you that they could follow you on Instagram. And yes. we'll, ha- we'll have the link um, in the show notes, but isn't it, can you remind me what it is? I think it's. I believe our Instagram handle is called the Navigating Truth Podcast. Excellent. That's, and, and we will be in there um, really just sharing whatever we feel inspired to share. And mm-hmm we're kind of like not sure if this is going to be like guests are going to be on our show. We mm-hmm. don't really know how it's going to be. Um, but already I've had some amazing, uh, I have a new friend who's a Jewish rabbi who has walked this path. And so she's going to be on our show and there's just something really beautiful about a, a Muslim and a Mormon and a Jew who are going to be like <laughs> gathering yeah. in the conversation of waking up spiritually. Yeah. So it's, it's going to be really flavorful. Yeah, and I may have someone from a um, Hindu background, oh, and she sorry. is also willing to come on to our podcast. Wow. <laughs> wow. Well, I, I do have to say this may not be true for you, but as as someone who grew up Catholic and there was a lot of disparaging uh, energy towards the feminine and that I felt as as a girl and as a woman, to me, it feels like such a, a hopeful thing that you two or that the, the women of faith are coming together and perhaps bringing healing or opening things in a way that at least till this point, the, the men of faith have not been able to accomplish. So mm-hmm. that's that, beautiful. Yeah. 
Yeah, there is definitely something really powerful. Uh, the undercurrent of this, the the experience of women coming and and really sharing like the grief mm-hmm. that I think I think so much is shared of anger, like people mm-hmm. talking about mm-hmm. just like their anger yeah. and their rage, and and um, both Mona and I have like massive love from where we've came from. And so Mm -hmm. it's more of the grief, Mm -hmm. the pain. Mm -hmm. And then also for me, I'll speak for me, the the deep spiritual conversion that Mm -hmm. has happened for me since. And tell me, tell us what you mean when you say that. I believe I know, but say more about it. So uh, for a very long time, I kept telling myself all these doubts that I'm having are going to turn into the greatest conversion story ever back to the church. Like uh-huh, I uh-huh. held that as the highest, like this is going to be my story. <laughs> and like the years just kept going on and on. I was like, I don't feel like that's going to be my story. This is horrible. But, uh, but the truth is, is that it was a deep, deep conversion, but the conversion wasn't to a religion. The conversion was to God. The conversion was to the divine mother, like this awakening to like, that's the conversion that happened Mm. for me. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So beautiful. So I I know that Perhaps not every one of my listeners has been on the path that the two of you have been on. However, I think that we all can relate to you know, what you were describing, uh, in particular, you, Kira, where you were talking about those, those foundations, the walls and the, the ground that you felt like were uh, rock solid and supporting you and Mm-hmm. that any of us that's been on either an awakening journey or a journey of disillusionment has had those times where the old falls away and we're left in that vulnerable, tender place of not knowing. And, and then the new emerges and comes and holds us and carries us. So mm-hmm. whether it's related to faith and religion or, or other facets for, for other women, it it may be something entirely different. It may be about identity as, as I don't know what, um, but I I'm sure there are other versions of this. And yeah, so I just want to kind of open, kind of open the arms to that as well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I believe that even if this isn't, someone's story of like a religion mm-hmm. all have family belief systems that oh, we yeah. like really yeah. get into. And then when they fall apart, we're like, Oh no, wait, if that's not true, then what is true? And that's the, the rabbit hole and the spinning and the breaking that, that we're really ex- we're talking about, right? Like it doesn't have to be anything with religion. It just has to be like, what happens when your belief systems break? Yeah. Where where do you go and how do you find that voice inside of you that connects up to the higher power that leads you, guides you, directs you, and and ultimately just holds you in love? Mm -hmm. And 
it's to me it sounds like that's what navigating truth is about like the podcast yeah. is about that yeah it's about that journey uh through that process perhaps yeah mm -hmm. mm. so i i have a question i often ask my guests and it might be a little bit different this time but i often ask if you could go back and connect with your younger self the younger version no, no matter what age uh, what you might say to her or what wisdom from where you stand today you might offer her so i just wonder for each of you what that would be mm. for me Such great questions, Joni. For me, I would say, trust your heart. Mm. Trust your soul because she knows. Yes. I feel like that's really similar to what, what's pulling at me, but there's also like these words of like, um, like you are safe, mm. you are held, mm -hmm. you are seen and heard. It's mm. just not from what's here on earth. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, so as you say that, I can feel just the vibrations in my, you know, in my body that feels like that sense of connection to something greater. Mm. And uh, my guess is, is that each woman that's listening will have her own experience of that. Yeah. Or the possibility mm. or the invitation to have an experience of that. Mm-hmm. <sighs> And I, I also think about, again, going back to your statement, Kira, about the walls and the ground, that there's something about the breaking down of the walls that somehow it's, it's, it is unifying. It's both expanding, but it also seems yeah. like it's unifying yeah. as yeah. in our, our common humanity. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I feel um, that that's like a big piece of this is like bringing together all of these different faiths and all these different um, belief systems and uniting us in the humanity of mm -hmm. what we experience. Mm -hmm. And also just like the ever fluent universal language of the divine mm -hmm. that we all have yeah. access to. Mm. Mm -hmm. That's definitely one of my greatest desires too, mm -hmm. to see that happen, you know, to unite, to end this um, division, this discrimination just based on a label um, and unite. This is such a great desire of mine. Mm -hmm. So al along those lines, uh, I'm inclined to ask, just have you, I, I know Mona Rose, you mentioned the issue of 
getting a backlash for staying, mm -hmm. saying your truth, speaking your truth. Um, how have things shifted in terms of community or family or how, you know, how others are holding you as, as you have walked through this journey for yourselves? Mm. Wow. Um, it has been hard. It has been a constant inner work for me. Mm. Um, but I am happy and grateful and glad to say that today is very different. Mm -hmm. Who I am today is very different. Um, in a sense that I now am clear of what's mine to hold mm -hmm. and what's not mine to hold. Mm -hmm. uh, previously uh, during you know like within the first six months after i published a blog post in the at the first the first thing that happened was i was so curious i was so um i was just interested to see how this is going to go how this was going to flow um, and then after that, it became something like, whoa, this is very painful to see people that I thought were sisters, people that I thought were um, family, people that I thought were really close to me saying things that I would never imagine them to say. So that brought me down really, really, really low. Mm -hmm. And it's like a, it's like a roller coaster ride. Mm -hmm. And to see strangers <laughs> um, promoting my blog post to see strangers say good things about what I have said it, it all it was like me in the middle and allowing everything to pull me uh into that direction that mm -hmm. was that was hard um today I am feeling so clear about what I choose to hold and what I know that I sh it's not mine to hold mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so in terms of friends and um, relationships that I have had in the past it's there's none um, there are a couple there there are a few that I am still in touch with that you know that we talk and um, we connect but the the loudest voices mm -hmm. they are the loudest this day uh, they're still the loudest. And the difference is in me, mm. in knowing deeply that I'm not available for that. Mm. And it's okay. Mm -hmm. it's, it's definitely okay. And I honestly, I enjoy witnessing myself um, going through this experience i enjoy witnessing the process i enjoy the inner work before i did not <laughs> i hated it <laughs> yeah now it's like okay more inner work needs to be done more inner work needs to be done i enjoy growth i love transformation and mm. this is where i am today but this mm -hmm. is like after years <laughs> after years of inner work right so there was some a lot to let go of or there was some letting go for you there was yeah uh, uh yeah and it sounds like it was very much worth it yes yes absolutely <laughs> absolutely sometimes i actually cringe when i think about the times where um 
I would be, you know how in a community, in a society, we, we're basically in a bubble and we, we can't really see objectively what's going on outside. Now that I'm outside, I start to cringe when I see the things, the, the mm. words that we <laughs> use, the, you know, it's very, very different. So yeah, it is worth it. Mm. I haven't, um, this podcast is my coming out. So mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm a little mm -hmm. scared <laughs> mm -hmm. to be quite honest, but also, mm -hmm. yeah. um, the one thing that I am very certain of in my life is that when my soul pulls me forward, when, uh, the paths line up and the doors open and God literally like places all the pieces together that, uh, fear is, um, it's just really, it's just not important. Like there's just bigger and higher things to be focusing on. So, uh, whenever the fear shows up, I just kind of have to remind myself, like, what is there to fear if, if this is the path that I am to walk, you know? Mm -hmm. And I'm sure it is helpful to know you're not doing this completely alone, that you mm -hmm. have, um, you have a, a very strong faith, but you also have at least one, if not a few people in your corner that are saying yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I am, I am mm -hmm. super blessed. My husband has been a fantastic support to me. My parents uh, didn't mm. even bat, they didn't bat an eye. They just uh, very, very open and loving. And mm. uh, my siblings are very generous and loving with me. So I have uh, my core root mm -hmm. of my family. And of course, my five kids who just, <laughs> they're a deep support for me. Incredible. Yeah. Good. Well, it is, it is my prayer that your truth be received with love. And there may be those that, that don't understand or that can't understand what's true for you, but that, that you continue to be surrounded with love as you stand in what's true for you. Mm, thank you. Yes. And I so appreciate your courage and your willingness to come here and, and do this here. Like that yes. is, feels like such a gift and an honor. Thank you. Thank you for having us. It's been such a, um, it is such a gift. Anytime me and Mona get together and, <laughs> and, and speak and share, it's, it's always just one of my favorite things. Same. Thank yeah. you so much, Joni. My pleasure. So it's hard to believe, but we actually need to start to wrap this up. And I don't have any more questions, but I do want to just ask you if, if there's anything that uh, the divine is whispering in your ear that says this, this must be said or share this. Uh, I think for me, just the message of uh, you are known. Mm. You are known by the divine. You are known. You are loved. You are held. And um, sometimes we just have to turn around and look up. Mm. Mm -hmm. 
so beautiful. I'm actually looking up right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, what wants to come out for me right now is an invitation um, to really get to know ourselves, to really get to be in touch with who we actually are mm. without the belief systems because mm -hmm. that may be the beginning of how you get to the divine. Mm. Absolutely. Yes. Mm. That, that has certainly been my experience that mm -hmm. those kind of whispers from the heart and the soul are like the breadcrumbs bringing mm -hmm. us there. Yes. So I, I want to thank both of you for your generosity and your honesty and, and also your willingness to say yes to your mm -hmm. call. Because <laughs> mm -hmm. it wasn't an easy call necessarily it, it wasn't the um organize the bake sale call it was a much bigger call <laughs> yes yes it was yeah so i'm doing my i'm doing the deep bow to each of you for that <laughs> and i i want to remind our listeners that it's navigating truth podcast and I want to thank you, our dear listener, for being with us and taking the time to be here and to listen and to be a part of this creation today. And I want to remind you, as always, to trust what your heart knows. Thanks for listening to Trust Your Sacred Feminine Flow with Joni Advent Maher. If you like what you heard, the best compliment you can give us is to share our podcast with a friend and subscribe, rate, and review at Apple Podcasts.